This is Spoiler Country, a podcast about comics, movies, whatever, but mostly comics. Enjoy. Previously on Spoiler Country, previously the last four days we're giving you Emerald City Camera Fun episodes and I edited this episode like a week ahead of time, so no previously on because I'm not going to cut in for that stuff because I don't really feel like it and I want to get this all done, so... Instead of giving a previous yarn, let's just jump right into the episode and hear Kim and I talk about X-Men that we recorded a week before Comic-Con. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick Regan. That's Johnny Horsley. And today on our show, <laughs> it's X-Men movies, baby. But you know what? But you know what, Johnny? I was thinking about this. What? And we talked about, let's, let's talk about X-Men movies. And when the first yeah. one came out, and this, well, actually, I loved the first three. I've actually liked all of them. There's not one that I really could sit, go back and say I don't like that one. Really? But one, I have one. I have one. I don't, I don't sure, like. but one, two, and three. I remember one quite a bit because they had to work on character development because they didn't have a big budget. That was kind of yeah. it was kind of no, cool. That's why in one is good. Except I don't like that whole scene where Wolverine like goes around the thing with his claws, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it was just kind of like, come on, really? But well, it's two thousand special effects. I don't really remember. X-Men 2 and 3. I remember bits and pieces like in X-Men 3, I remember the the bridge scene and yeah. when Wolverine guts the Dark Phoenix and she's like ripping his skin away and all that kind of stuff. I remember that. But other yeah, than that, that I don't remember plot points. I don't remember uh I re- I remember the characters and the actors that played them, but that's about mm-hmm. it. And then when I go forward, you know, you looked it up. X3 came out in what, 2006? Yeah, 2006. And it was five years later that they did First Class. Yeah. And then yeah, are they saying that's all part of the same universe, the same timeline? Or I don't yeah, even it's all know. Same universe. And it's just weird because I go back and, and I can tell you stuff about the Avengers. I can tell you Iron Man from 2007 and yeah. the Hulk. I can even tell you the Hulk from. The Ang Lee's Hulk, which I actually really liked. I know a lot of people don't like <laughs> it, don't. which I don't understand. It's like, why don't you like it? It's fun. But other than nah. that, you know, whatever. Plus, it's got my favorite actress of all time in it, Jennifer Connelly. Oh, she's Wowza. awesome. I, she's amazing. Dude, I had... So, Labyrinth came out <laughs> in, what, 86? 87? Right. Somewhere around there. I was like I was like 12 or 13 years old when that when that show came out, when that movie came out. I had the biggest crush on that chick, you know? And I swear mm-hmm. to God, she just got prettier as she's gotten older. And it's it's like when she did uh, A Beautiful Mind, I think she was in her 40s, and she looked amazing. She was in um, Requiem for a Dream, too, which is really good. Yeah. She's just, I don't know. For some reason, she just floats my boat. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why nice. I like the Hulk so much. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, Jennifer Connelly's in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're biased. Jennifer Connelly's in it. Yay. But no. <laughs> that just sounds weird. But <laughs> but it's weird it's okay. to think about those movies because they were huge hits. You know what I mean? They were big deals coming out. And people really, really liked X-Men, the first one. That That helped gravitate the reason that we have the movies that we have today. You know, that showed Disney that, hey, you know what? We kind of do want to purchase Marvel because look at this, you know? Look what we can do. Look what we can do with this. <laughs> so it's weird to think back and go through everything and go, man, I I didn't, I, when we're going to do talk about movies, we usually go back and watch them. And I kind of didn't want to watch them because it's odd. Like I owned all the DVDs because that's what you got yeah, back then. And, and I watched the first one a million times. I watched the second one a bunch of times. I watched the third one a bunch of times. I watched the third one enough that it annoyed my wife. Okay. So I was married <laughs> at the time. But now I think back, I'm like, I don't even remember it. That's weird. I mean, you say that because like, I remember the plots for all three Spider-Man movies, well, all five Spider-Man movies. I can remember like what happened in those movies. Yeah. I remember what happened in all the MCU movies and all the DC movies that I watched. But for X-Men, like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia for it now to like give you the synopsis of those movies, but yeah. before that, I couldn't tell you what X2 is about. I don't all. remember. I remember uh, Rebecca Romaine as Mystique getting shot and she loses her powers, right. and and uh, Magneto in in pure classic Magneto fashion says, "Well, you're worthless to me now," basically, and and, and leaves her there. That's about all I remember in X2. Yeah the the Wikipedia article for the, the X Men franchise. This is what it says. In the film, Colonel William Stryker brainwashes and questions an imprisoned Magneto about Professor Xavier's mutant locating machine, Cerebro. 
Stryker attacks the X-Mansion and brainwashes Xavier into locating every mutant on the uh, planet to I'm kill them. To, yeah, it's starting to come back The X-Men now. must team up with the Brotherhood to prevent Stryker's worldwide genocide. It has one of the best... Up to that point, that was the best Wolverine scene in a movie when they attack the mansion. And Wolverine goes yes. nuts. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. Now things are starting to remind me and... And then and it, Bobby it ends the with Iceman makes that big ice wall. Yep. And it ends with the helicopter going away with and Pyro joins Magneto at the end. Right. Now I'm starting to now things are starting to click. And that's when the Dark Phoenix is born, basically, at the end of that movie. Right. With her in the uh uh in the water. You see you see the the, the silhouette of Dark Phoenix at the end when after Scott dies. No, he dies in the third one. She, I thought, I thought, I thought no, he dies at the beginning of the third one because she calls to him and he goes to oh, the beach. Okay. See, things are starting to come back to me now. Okay, yeah, it just <laughs> needed something because I was like, and it's just weird because like Spider Man. I mean, me because Spider Man for me, I like, I love the X Men growing up. I read a lot of the X Men growing up, especially that the Claremont runs. Yeah, and because that's what was in the middle of me growing up and reading comic books, that's what was coming out. And the X Men comic books were super important because of the messages and the way they explain things and the real life uh, examples of you know, not the real life examples, but the real life. Uh, how do you know? It was a it parallel. Uh, it parallels life, right? With, the real life the- parallel. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. It parallels what was going on and. And explained it in a way that that for a thirteen or a twelve year old mind could actually grasp, you know. Yeah, it's appro- it's approachable that way. Yeah, so it was very important. But Spider Man was my first love when it for comic right. books. You know what I mean? So when the Spider Man movies came out, um, I, I was really really excited. You know, I mean, I was like, oh my god, I was more excited for that than I was for any Batman movie. You know. <laughs> well, when Spider Man, the first Spider Man came out, it was such a game changer as far as. The special effects of the time and well, I was I just remember, yeah. Go ahead. I remember seeing that. I just remember seeing that first scene of Spider-Man swinging through the, the city, and it's being like, "Oh, this is amazing!" You know, it we're still holds in a new up world where this, because yeah. Sam Raimi, I knew that movie was going to be amazing because Sam Raimi did the Evil Dead one, two, and then he did Evil Dead three, the uh, Army of Darkness, the Army of Darkness, which I saw that in the theater. So it's a, such an amazing movie. Yeah, I, I mean it's it, I mean the special effects don't hold up but the the comedy in it holds up. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just There's my boomstick. Yeah, I mean, I mean give me some sugar baby. But yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, the whole thing is but those three movies are are amazing. You know, the first Evil Dead was his college thesis basically. Yeah. You know, and then he did Evil Dead 2 because there were some scenes in Evil Dead that he didn't like that he did. Like he didn't like the rape right. scene. Uh, with the tree. Yeah. He thought, Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead 1 redone. Yeah, it's a remake, basically. Uh, yeah. But they're both really good, you know? And so, you know, I, I was excited. When they announced Sam Raimi was doing those movies, I knew they were going to be fun. And they were going to be yeah, unique. Oh yeah. And they were going to be different. And that's how Spider-Man had to be done, you know? Especially during that time. Right. And so I was excited. And I remember all three of those. You know, I even liked yeah. how they did the Venom storyline. At least they kept it with Eddie Brock, and they did. I think people just didn't like uh, Eric from that '70s shows. What's his name? Topher Grace. Topher Grace. I think people were just like turned off as him being Eddie Brock. Yeah, there. Everybody was so much like oh, Eddie Brock's supposed to be a, a bigger, muscular guy, and Venom yeah. was supposed to be big and bulky, I, and, and they had Venom should, the same size. I th- when it comes to movies, man. I think it's more about the actor and how they perform as an actor. Because I, if they got a meathead to do that role and he was just a shitty actor, <laughs> I'd be more mad about that. You know. Well, they could have they could have made it to where like when the suit's on and the suit beefs him up and he becomes bigger with the suit. You know, that they could have done that. Yeah. Instead of I didn't. I just honestly, I didn't care. I I didn't not look at it that way. I didn't look at it that way at all. I know a lot of people were pissed. They were. I remember. But I remember being at Comic-Con before it came out, and I was sitting in Hall H at, down in San Diego, and I was at the Spider-Man panel talking about Spider-Man, and they released the first shot of Venom yeah. in that panel. And the the whole hall lost its shit when they showed Venom on screen for the first time. Because they showed him, like, it was like a two-second clip, and you saw full Venom 
face. It was it was unfinished CGI, but it was like the full face, and it looked yeah. it looked really cool. Yeah, and it was the first time anybody had ever seen Venom on screen, and they all six thousand people in the hall lost their shit and was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking cool!" Yeah, I thought it was great, man. I was like, you know what, you guys, they kept the the spirit of what those comic books were and how he, Eddie Brock became Venom and why he hated Peter pretty well. Yeah. And it's like. If your only complaint is that you don't think Topher Grace is big enough to be Eddie Brock, then get out of here. That's a terrible Not, excuse. I think Topher Grace did fine. My problem with Spider-Man 3 was they they introduced Gwen Stacy in the storyline too late. You know, yeah, Gwen Stacy yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't come after Mary Jane. And they had... Made they were trying to make Sandman a sympathetic character, and Sandman's not a sympathetic character in the comics at all. Right, and that was just it was just, it was just weird them making Sandman like you feel trying to make you feel bad for a, a Spider-Man villain who's just been a murderous villain the entire time in the comics, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but I guess if you're just into the movies, you would never really know that. No, you wouldn't. You know, but that's true. But even, the, even, Gwen, the Gwen Stacy angle, I thought they did a much better job in Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Yeah, even though two was weird. Two was weird. Like, I didn't walk out of two hating it, but I walked out of it going, well, that's a movie. See, like, (laughs) if I was Sony with Spider-Man or Fox with the X-Men, even though I didn't have the rights to all those other stuff, right, to all the stuff that that Disney had, I would have left the door open in my writing and my timelines to allow for integration to be more simple, you know? Right. Because I kind of felt like Andrew Garfield got got the shaft. On Amazing Spider-Man. Because that first Amazing Spider-Man is awesome. It is really good. Yeah, it's good. It is. I, I like it. I enjoyed it. It has good action, good good special effects. My, my only problem with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man is he's too cocky as Peter Parker. Ah, no way, man. Like, That's how Peter Parker is. Peter Parker no, Spider-Man is... is Sp- Spider-Man is cocky oh, and you're talking about shit. You're talking Peter about, Parker's not. Yeah, you're talking about when he's in when he's Peter Parker, he was too part yeah. he was too cocky as Peter Parker. I thought yeah, you meant he just, stayed he, Yeah. No, no, he he stayed the cocky Spider-Man character for both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. He didn't have there was no separation where Peter Parker the Peter Parker character is always different because he's you know, he's as Spider-Man, he's more confident. His confidence comes out because he's behind the mask and he's a superhero. When he's Peter Parker, he's shy and he's timid and he's a different character. And I felt like in, you know, Andrew Garfield never, was never able to capture that. Yeah, especially in high school. Yeah. He was definitely not like not that. Not so much shy and like cocky. that when he's older and he's like in his late 20s, early 30s and he gets married and all that. Then he's not so yeah. weird and, and, and you know, because as we all grow into ourselves, we... We start not to be that weird person that we were in high school, <laughs> right? Well, a perfect a perfect example of it is, is Tom Holland in in Homecoming and Civil War. He he pulled off the Peter Parker Spider Man thing really well. I thought, oh, he, dude, that that kid is great. That yeah, kid is he, great. He, he, as as Peter Parker, he comes off as this shy, this awkward teenager, and as Spider Man, he has that still has that awkwardness to him, but he has uh, it, it invokes confidence in himself, which is. The dichotomy you need for a high school yeah. Sp- Spider Man, which yeah. Andrew Garfield was didn't able wasn't able to do. Yeah, well, see, and so, but that's a this is a testament to what I was saying. The X Men movies, you had to read out of the Wikipedia for me to even go back and and things starting my juices starting to flow and remember those movies. Yeah, but Spider Man, right? We just we just had a ten minute conversation <laughs> going over it, and I don't know if yeah. that's like. Brian Singer and the way he developed those movies, if they're just caught in that bubble of time and that they're never really going to be, they, they were great when they came out. They're great. They're a great addition and a great way of getting them to, to where they are, but they're kind of yeah. boring when you go back and you think about it. They don't they are, capture think, the essence of what those comic books were like very well to me. Well, and they, they, they fall sub, they fall victim to the fact that they're team movies and they have lots of characters, but you don't find yourself investing in any of the characters unless it's Wolverine, pretty much, because they spend so much time on Wolverine. Whereas well, the other Hugh movies Jackman like Spider-Man and stuff, there's yeah, so Hugh good. own that role. Yeah, and like even even X-Men: First Class, it's like you know I can tell you about uh, Fassbender and McAvoy, you know, yeah. Magneto and and Xavier, but the rest of the cast from them, I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, the, and that should have been concentrating on the actual new team. Yeah, you know, like I can't tell you. I mean, I I know some of their names now because I've looked them up and stuff. But even there, I'm like, okay, there, there's it's a bunch of new people playing old characters and different characters, and 
it's like interchangeable and it's just that's not what the X-Men were in the comics, you know, or in the or, right. or in the cartoon because my first introduction to the X-Men was the X-Men cartoon in the 90s because I was I came out about the time I was like 9, 10 years old. That, you know and what? That's dude? what turned on to X-Men comics. That's a great introduction though. They yeah well and they did they did the dark phoenix saga on that cartoon and they did a great job yeah no they they did a good job on that cartoon man it was a lot better than it should have been yeah you know what i mean it was like whoa i didn't deserve that good of storytelling on my saturday morning cartoons yeah it was kind of crazy and i think that was like supposed to be there's a story behind that whole development of X-Men that it was supposed to be something else and they they canceled it but there's still money left over for the animation to be done so they did yeah. a couple episodes on the of X-Men and then they showed it and there's a whole story about it you should look it up it's an interesting That's story interesting. yeah like that cartoon should have never have happened and then it did right. and it was so good that they're like well let's we got to get this out here yeah, it is still good. I mean, I, st- I mean, it's dated, but I still, I still like watching it. It's still fun. Well, they did a good job. I mean, I mean, they looked like the comic book characters. You know, they did, mm-hmm. they didn't change a lot. No, you know, and they had they did they the cartoon did a great job of talking about the the love quadrilateral the love quadrilateral that was Wolverine, Rogue, Gambit, and everybody and and Cyclops and Jean Grey. Yeah, you know, the whole like. He loves her. She loves him, and all this going around in a circle—a big quadrilateral here, apparently. You know, yeah, the soap opera. All these people loving X-Men. somebody else. Yeah, and it was just they did a good job of portraying that, you know. Yeah, and and, and as always, just like in the comics, Gambit was the one on the bottom of the shithole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gambit is a late Gambit in the pantomime of of in the pantheon of X Men characters is a new character. Yeah, compare, oh, yeah, because even in the cartoon, when the cartoon came out, he was still only yeah, and almost what, five, less than five years old. Yeah, and every time they show. Gambit now he's always like the new guy joining because that's how he yeah. was introduced he was the new guy and yeah you know and actually I'm not a big Gambit fan right yeah I, I go back and forth on whether, whether I like Gambit or not I mean sometimes I like him sometimes I think he's just kind of boring you know yeah it's just I don't know it's just kind of like yeah we'll just throw this guy together and I throw cards we <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna I be mean, interesting if, you, if we're going forward and we've had uh first class now there's it's up in the air about what's going to happen now because they have development going on on the Dark Phoenix saga with the yep. girl from Game of Thrones who I thought was excellent as Jean Grey. I actually Sophie liked, Turner, right? Yeah, Sophie. I actually liked her better than Famke Jansen. I, she just looks more the part. I think she's and and this is no offense to Famke Jansen. I'm, I mean the girl, beautiful. She's done a lot of stuff. But I just think Sophie Turner's a better actress or better actor. Yeah, you know, and and, and that's yeah. I mean it is is what it is. And so and I liked the ending of Apocalypse. I know a lot of people hated that movie. See, I I couldn't get through Apocalypse. It's man. just Apocalypse I, I, himself that makes it kind of lame. You know what I mean? I could only get about half an hour of that movie. I I couldn't even get to the Quicksilver scene or the Wolverine scene in that movie. I, yeah, I, I get to about half or about half an hour in, and I just like I'm just so bored. I just turn it off. Like the whole. The whole beginning of them setting up Apocalypse is a whole is a huge snooze fest. I'm like, this is yeah, boring. I think as that's hell. all Brian Singer, man. Right? Honestly, they need to take Brian Singer out of the X movie. Let other people do well, it. I think he is. Didn't he get accused of some harassment stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he's I, done. I think he's out. Yeah, I think he's done. I don't think Disney's. If Disney ends up getting it, which it looks more and more like they are, then they're not going to have somebody that's been accused of that stuff at, at Disney. Yeah, I. Let's see, I was looking up. Yeah, so Dark Phoenix is directed by uh, Simon Kenberg, so it's, it's by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Did did what did wait? Did Singer direct Apocalypse? I thought he was like I don't know if he directed it, but I thought he was directly involved in it. No, it was directed directed by Brian Singer. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. And that that movie, man, fuck that fucking movie. Like, you have this character Apocalypse who has such an iconic look that is cool and in in terrifying and why would you change it so drastically you know like it's not like his costume was silly i mean it's a little silly but it's not like they made it any better it's they made it even sillier in the movie yeah dude they I, it's just he just looked like a uh he looked like a mighty Morphin power rangers villain from the 1991 yeah. no he, yeah he totally did and it was it was I don't know, yeah it was that's bad that's bad you can't hard do to take that it seriously from, that. you know for x-men movie in 2015 that's what you do or 2016 yeah. or whenever it came out. That's what you do. Yeah, Apocalypse is supposed to be terrifying. The guy was not terrifying. I mean, it was, it's Oscar Isaac, who's an amazing actor, you know, Poe Dameron in Star Wars. 
and it's put behind all this makeup and it looks like you yeah, said step out of power rangers or, or worse yeah so it's unfortunate <laughs> right so but it well, makes like, me curious days of, future, days of future past was so good i love days of future past that I, movie was, was great to me that's the best x-men movie put to film yet yeah, the, the, the best X-Men team movie. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they changed yeah. it. I mean, it should have been Kitty Pride going in the past, but that's okay. Right. You know, you try to make it, and Wolverine is your biggest bet, is your biggest your biggest draw at that time, and you got to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean. And they did, a, they did a good job on that one. That one was good. But they need to do more. But, I, I think they're doing it right. Like, having the Dark Phoenix saga and having her own movie, allow it's going to allow yeah. you to know who Jean Grey is. And now you've had uh, you had Logan, which but you know how do you have the Dark Phoenix saga without Wolverine? Well, you're not going to. It's going to be an alternate timeline, right? Well, not an alternate timeline. Yeah. It's 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 still the '80s, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the well. It's in the, I think it's, I think this one's in the '90s. The Apocalypse 90s. was in the '80s. This one's in the '90s. But even then, how are they going to have? I mean, uh, Hugh Jack. They had to re, they had to recast Wolverine because Hugh Jackman's not doing it anymore. Yeah, I or mean, just not have Wolverine in it. Yeah, they could just not have Wolverine in it, but that'd be weird. That'd be weird because he's he's a pretty integral part of the, him and Cyclops are pretty integral to that story. Yeah, well, they set a precedent where they put things in place to where Xavier put barriers up in her mind and that they talk about in X three. This is weird. Now I'm remembering this. They they set <laughs> up a precedent where they had already gone through a Dark Phoenix saga, for lack of a better right. term. That and Wolverine wasn't there. He didn't. He, remember, he didn't know anything about it, and he was pissed that they they shut all these. They put all these traps in her mind to keep her from it. Yeah, and so they could be doing before that time, right? You know, but, but I mean, there, there's a there's a map on that you can look at that has like the X Men timeline, and it's like we're in different timelines now. To where the first movies are after Days of Future Past, we're at, we're now in a different timeline. Well, wait a so minute, wait movies... a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't they say after Days of Future Past, all that shit got thrown out the window? It's all been yeah, because it's all done, because, right? Yeah, because it's it's a, we're we're in a new timeline now. Yeah, see, honestly, so dude, first... I, I would blow it up. I just say, you know what, we're starting over. They really should. They should just be like, all right, and we're going to start with new X Men stuff now. Yeah, because they need to be in in sync. Because, dude, in the 80s, man, in the 90s, even the 70s, the X-Men was the biggest team book for Marvel, period. Yeah, it was the one everybody read X-Men. Everybody <laughs> read X-Men. Avengers wasn't even on the fucking list dude, for most people. Nobody cared about Avengers or Fantastic Four or any other team book for Marvel except for X-Men. Yeah. People read X-Force dude, and Excalibur had, and X-Factor because they were X-Men. Yeah, in, in the in the 80s, dude, they had classic X-Men, which was reprints yeah. of X-Men books, and it sold out every week. Yeah, and they, they published 100, 100 issues of that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, dude. It was a crazy, crazy mm. time, a crazy, crazy book. We think about it. Late 80s, early 90s, you had X-Men. You had Uncanny X-Men. You had X-Men, X-Force, X-Factor, Excalibur, Wolverine, classic X-Men, Marvel Comics Presents, which was just another Wolverine title. Yeah. You know, that's that's eight books right there coming out in that time frame. Dude, Plus there's more and there's there's miniseries coming out, and there's other stuff coming out of X-Men. If they do this right, man, and they get the rights, then the next round, so you're doing Infinity War now, right? And then that cycle's yeah. over. But the new cycle could be all about the mutants and having yeah. the fall of the mutants and the um sin. What's it was I can't remember the name of it now. Original Sin. No, not original sin. That was that's new. The other one that came with uh, magic becomes so powerful that they basically ripped her of all her of all her powers. And oh man, if they actually did ma- magic a magic storyline in X an X Men movie, that'd be awesome. That, she was my favorite when I was growing up. She yeah. was my favorite X Men right there and New Mutant because she was just so See, I, badass. Oh, yeah, there's another one, New Mutants. I forgot New Mutants was another X Men title. Yeah, New Mutants. That was a big hit. I mean, it wasn't as big as the um, X Men, obviously. You know, it's bigger now, actually. I think. Yeah. You know, it, it has more well, I mean, significance it, now. It ran 100 issues. I mean, going 100, 100 issues in comics is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. I just, I don't know what they're going to do, you know? And I, I, I agree, though. The X-Men needs to just reboot, restart. Just axe the shit they're doing, start over, and do better storytelling. It's just hard, man. Keep, How do you axe? Keep Brian Singer out of it. <laughs> How do you axe, like, the Dark Phoenix that you've been working on? And it's already right. almost done to. shooting. 
Yeah. You know, and well, that. New and Mutants new was Mutants gonna come out. out, was gonna be already out, and they delayed it a year because they got such a good reaction on the trailers yeah. that they wanted to make it a little bit more scary. Right, which I I'm excited for that one to be a scary be a I, horror film. I was laughing be cool. because uh Dennis, Karen. Yeah. You know when from Corvink. Cor- yeah, Corvink. How do you say it? Corvink, I think. Corvink, yeah. C o c o r v n i k. Yeah, yeah. Corvink. Should probably double check to make sure that's right because if people, if anyone wants to look it up, they want to do the right name. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a great artist. He does some amazing stuff. He's at all all the the comic. He's at all the cons, and but we remember I had posted the trailer for New Mutants, right? And he was like, "Oh, they're ruining it." And I was like, "Have you read the saga that they're doing?" <laughs> Because <laughs> this is from like the first. They're doing the demon bear, right? Yeah, which is like like yeah. issue six, which is a horror story. Yeah, which is a horror story. Yeah, yeah. The know? whole the thing whole... is a horror story, and it and because it, he's totally, you know, terrifying. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. Oh shit! I had it, and then I and you said that. She's I, the end, well, she, I lost yeah, it. she's the Native American girl. All I can think of is cannonball, cannonball. It's not cannonball. It's not cannonball. No, it's not cannonball <laughs> or sunspot or. The, and uh, Wolvesbane and Magic and but Magic's not an original character. She came. She comes later. Yeah, but she's so cool that they you know they put her in quick. Right, right. And she's you know who she is. Right. I'm actually excited for that one. I hope that one's good. And it's I think they they dropped it to a PG-13 rating too. Yeah, I don't. I, that's a I don't know how you would do a rated R New Mutants. I mean, it's made for teen. It's it's a pre. It's they're teenagers. Yeah, I mean, it's but originally like, when they said it was a horror film, it was, they said it was going to be an R-rated horror film, and then recently, or not recently, but in the last six months, whatever, it's, it's, it said, that, oh, no, it's going to be PG-13, and I remember people online lost their shit, what do you mean it's going to be PG-13 and not rated R? I'm like, well, hold on, let's just fucking watch the movie and see how it is first. Well, I mean, I, I get it, because rated R, if it's a horror movie, then you know that they're going to they're take it to somewhat of an extreme, where yeah. everything's always going to be like, you think someone's going to die, and they, they don't die, right? Or something doesn't happen. Right. And that can be kind of annoying. But at the same time, your target audience shouldn't be a 43-year-old white man that read New Mutants in 1989. It should be a 15-year-old kid or a 16-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid that's reading comic books today. And you have a target audience of of someone that's going to be there for 20 years wanting to watch those movies. And develop and and grow with those characters. So that doesn't – Exactly. I I don't know. that. I mean – to me, it would make good business sense to make sure that it's of a rating that allows you to have more people. Like Deadpool, to me, is different. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, if you want your target audience to be 13, 14 years old for Deadpool, then the storyline is probably not going to be that good. I mean, it could be, but it it could be like, I don't know. Deadpool goes and gets ice cream. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean the, 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 the themes of what Dead, of Deadpool is it's just more adult. That's the only yeah. way I can put it. It's more adult. Well, I mean, where New Mutants he's is a mercenary that kills people. Yeah, and New Mutants is more like Beverly Hills 90210 with mutant powers. Right. <laughs> you know, and and that's okay. You know, that's okay. I'm gonna love yeah, it. That's fine. Regardless, like I loved. I just watched Marvel's Runaway on Hulu for the first I time. Gonna, I was just gonna ask you about that. Yeah, I really What'd liked it. I really liked it. How can you not? Even Tafine was like, "How many? Can we watch the next one?" There's ten episodes. I see. I'm, I've, so I've only watched the first eight. I have two left to watch. Oh, to okay, it. okay. Well, you already kind of know what's going on then. Yeah. Well, th- there's a huge difference between the show and the comics. Like, never read the comic books. Didn't even know it was a comic book until the TV show came out, and then I looked it up. Really? Yeah. The comic's pretty good. And Brian so came the, on. The, the, oh, yeah. And exactly. We talked about him on our saga episode. Go try to buy a go. Uh, go try to buy a runaway book right now. I know. The the biggest difference between Runaways to show and Runaways to comic is in the comic they actually run away. <laughs> they run away. Well, yeah, but they do in the show too. No, but they run away like in the beginning. They they run oh, away immediately. Oh, oh gotcha. Like they're runaways. Like the first issue, they run away because that's the title of the book and that's what they do. They run away from their parents because their parents are evil. Yeah. And in the comic, their parents are just evil. They're not. They're not portrayed as like being. Oh, they're good. Maybe they're bad. Oh, some of them are blah blah blah. No, they're just fucking bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but if you think about it, does that work in the comic books too? That if your parents yeah. are just bad guys, I mean, because even as you, if you found out your dad or your mom was a bad, evil person, and you're twelve, thirteen years old, that's your mom or your dad. You're still going to be like, well, that's, I mean, that's life. That's who we are. 
Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if I was 12, 30 when I watched my parents murder somebody, I wouldn't Instagram like, oh, they're fine. Yay, happy, happy family. I bet you would, dude. You know. I bet you would. I bet you, you'd be scared at first. And then when they talk to you and explain to you that they're never going to hurt you and that they love you and that this is somebody that was going to hurt them, you'd be like, okay. Eh. It's your parents, man. That's I see. I don't know. It I makes more I, sense I can't to me. That. I've never, my parents never murdered anybody, well, so I don't know. Right. I'm just saying, if you think <laughs> about how you feel about your parents and then go to that extreme, I can see that you would stick around longer before you actually had the thought, I need to get out of here. You know? If you if you never felt that you yourself is in physical danger, you might not ever yeah. leave, and then you would actually do everything you can to protect your parents from being caught, because that, that's just human Maybe. nature, man. You protect your own. Maybe. That's how things go. But so it made sense know, to if me. One of my, if if one of my kids was a murderer, I'd turn them in. But I wouldn't protect them. <laughs> well, you have to I wait mean, and see what happens if that ever happens. <laughs> hopefully yeah, I mean, that no, hopefully you never have to make that decision. <laughs> No, I, I've told my kids, if you, if you ever murder somebody or break the law, I'll turn your ass in, so don't break the law. <laughs> I think it depends on what it criminal. is. If they're serial killers, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, but now, Brian see, K. Vaughn yeah, I mean, is a producer on that show. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that I'm not guy, saying the show is bad. I liked, I've, I've only watched eight episodes, but I, I mean, when I watched it, Kayla and I watched it two nights in a row, and we watched four episodes each night, and we were entranced each night to watch it. Yeah. We just haven't watched the last two because we've been watching Supernatural right now. <laughs> I see. I after season five of Supernatural, I was done. What's the, what's the episode? What season? What was going on? That angel guy that fell the, to Earth, and maybe two seasons after that. Was it the Leviathans? I, I dude, it's been so long now. We're talking seven see, years ago. I only I only two thousand eleven. I think or two thousand twelve was when the last time I watched it. I, I asked that only asked because. Every time I talk to someone, they're like, "Oh yeah, I watched it. It was really good." And then I, I kind of got, I kind of lost interest at this one point. It's always the Leviathan season because it's the, Levi- the Leviathan season is like the worst season of Supernatural. It really is. I don't even I think know. It's season six or seven. I don't think I even like, got it just, that far. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you didn't. But I'm saying most people I talk to yeah, who stopped yeah. watching it, they like, "Oh, that season." I, I tell them, I told people before, just skip that season, go to the next one, and keep watching. And people who have done that, are like, "Oh yeah," because it gets it gets good again. That the season, the season with the Leviathans is like. The most boring. You feel like it's work to watch the episode, but after that, it gets really good again. And we're on. I'm on watching season twelve right now, which was last year's season, so I'm a year behind. And it's 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 good. It's fun. I like it. I, I'm a huge fan of Sam and Dean. You know the actors, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, and uh, I, don't know, I like it a lot. It just it's fun. Cool. But there are there are some in the in like seasons five through seven. There's some low points where it's like it's easy to hop off the hop off the you know the bandwagon of the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, it's. I think I was just like, man, it's just so long. It felt like, I don't know. It was, I, I started it after it had already been out for quite a long time. You yeah. Know, you know? Yeah. So then you start watching it, and it's just like, wow, it's, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of content here. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, they're on season 13 right now. Or something like that. That's a lot of content, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder when it's going to end. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I saw that it was signed for a season 14 for next year. So wow. I don't know. I know. I know. Jensen and Jared have said the two main actors have said they'll do it until it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it makes sense. Paychecks yeah, make so it pretty right fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That steady paycheck month to month is uh, probably helps out. That <laughs> it makes it pretty fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Man, I'm sure I'd keep I'd keep doing it every month, or every week if I got paid like they did. <laughs> right. Hey. Uh, so my thoughts. On X Men, bringing it back around, right? Because that's what this episode is supposed to be about. Yeah, it is. You know what I would do? What Disney is starting up their streaming service soon. Yeah, I would literally do what they did for Defenders on Netflix, where they have oh. a different ep- a different series for each of the X Men and how they got to the team, like Storm in Africa which would be am- amazing. Oh, and that'd be so fucking Jean cool. Jean Grey coming in and, and being a teenager and being found by uh, Charles Xavier and Scott Campbell and and, and his... Did I see Scott Campbell? Scott Summers. Did I see Scott, Scott Campbell's Campbell? an artist. Yeah, Scott Campbell's an artist. That's funny. Scott <laughs> Cyclops Summers. powers. Come on. <laughs> Scott Summers and his brother Alex is Havoc, you know, yeah. going through a team up. Because you know what's cool about Cyclops and Havoc? You know they can shoot each other? And they just power each other up. Did you know that? No, I did, I, I did not know that. Yeah, That's they can cool. actually shoot each other. And then you can introduce a new Wolverine. And then yeah. have them oh, yeah. do this whole thing where this series, boom, 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 boom. Maybe it takes them five years to get through all the series because there's quite a bit of characters. You know what I mean? 
and so then, you would do a new X Men, not you would do like the new X Men, not the original team, but you would start with like the the X Men team from the seventies. I don't think you could do the X Men team from the sixties. They canceled that series for a reason. It's boring, right? <laughs> no one really likes Iceman as a character. He's boring. You know, it's just kind of stupid, and he and he slides around on a slide, and you're just like, that wouldn't even be possible. That's not even physically possible, right? That's that's not reality at all, even in this world. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, it's 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 too much for me to suspend my disbelief. But anyways, I would do that where you have everybody have these series, and then when you do the movie, do the movie big time, like you do for the Avengers on the big screen. Yeah. You know, and have it be this big budget movie, but everybody would be infested in these characters. Well, the pro, from a creative standpoint, from a fan standpoint, yes, a thousand percent, yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> from a studio standpoint, is you'd have to make sure that movie stands alone by itself because you couldn't rely on everybody having to watch those other series to understand who these characters are. So the movie, I think you could do that pretty easy, though. Yeah. That's, a, that's the biggest problem with like TV shows going to movies is you have people have to they have to make the movie in a way that it fits to people who haven't seen the show. Yeah, but you, you know? could just you don't have to tie in the movie to the the series except for the characters themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you, what you're saying is somebody who's never watched a series should be able to watch the movie and fully understand what's going on and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but at the same time, it's like fuck them. You know, because you're going <laughs> to yeah, have such fuck a them so- for you and me, but not from the studio standpoint. The studio want to make the most money as possible. They're going to make the most money just by the fact of how they did it and what's going on. And it's the same thing with all the all. It, it, it's the exact same thing that Avengers, what they've done with the Avengers, and had all these separate movies to build up. You know, yeah, and introducing different characters. I mean, by your standard, you're saying that you have to watch all the Captain America movies before you can watch the Avengers movie. It's the same thing to me. In my mind, that's exact. You're saying the same thing. It is. It is kind of the same thing. But it's. But from a standpoint of creating the movie, it's more realistic. More realistic to expect that people going to see Avengers have already watched enough of the previous movies to understand what's going on. Right. And, and it's to understand the build up to it. Yeah. And the same but, thing can be said. But the things. But that doesn't translate from TV to movies, though, because it's it's a different medium. It's like, it's. There'll be people who see this X movie coming out yeah, that will never have heard of the TV shows. I think the people, the way people consume content today is so different than ever before that I don't think Maybe. that is quite the same. Like you're, The way you're, you're explaining it makes sense in 1995, even 2010. But I think that Netflix has already shown that, and Marvel has already shown an expanded universe on TV and throughout the movies, all connected is not only oh, possible, yeah. I mean, but almost what you have to do to be as successful as they are. DC, I'm right. sure, just, is just kicking themselves in the ass. DC is like I don't know. I've got so much. Like why didn't to me? It's like I don't understand why you wouldn't. I I love the guy that played Flash, but why? Yeah, why? Why, why? wouldn't you not just use Gustav right there? Well, and Gusto. why rushed? Why rushed to Justice League like they did? Yeah, it's, why rushed to the team movie? Yeah, so no, it, there's no need to rush to it. I get what you're saying, but I just think that they've already proven that this works, and it's just it just seems like you could have such amazing depth to your movie. Oh my god, I, I I'd be spooging <laughs> all over it. Right, I mean, if they've proven it works in different formats, and it could work. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it couldn't work. I mean, but what you're saying hasn't been done and hasn't been proven before because it, it would be, even if it's like, you know, they do three years of Netflix shows of five different Netflix shows, introducing all the characters, building it all up, and, you know, going through all the storyline like they did with the Defenders. And then they do an X-Men move, team movie that's not on Netflix, but released in the movie theaters. Yeah. It's crossing platforms there. And that, th- what I'm saying is that hasn't been done. So there's no precedent for that actually working. Could it work? Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely could. Because if you took, I mean, if they would have made a Defenders movie after the Netflix series is, you know, people would, people would have gone to see that. And that probably would have worked too. It's just a matter of Defenders how do you take. Defenders is not X-Men though. No, no. But it, let me finish work. Yeah. It, it's different because you're taking serialized media, which is a TV show and that stuff, and then turning it into a one shot, right? So it's. Which works, which works well in the comics. So you have serialized, serialized comics or issues come out, and then they'll do like a, a one shot of you know Wolverine bloodshed or whatever. You know they can do a one shot that way or X Men this yeah, yeah. and it's a one shot. But essentially, what you're doing is you're creating the serialized storytelling, which is when you have characters going through serialized storytelling. That that's how those characters function, how they uh, they're built up for X number of episodes or X number of shows and years, and then taking all that that serialized content 
uh, of creators and creations and then putting it into a one shot of a movie it's that transition that translation to the that movie there what could could be difficult because people are when you're so used to getting your characters done in serialized fashion to where you have an overarching you know overarching story that takes eight hours or 10 hours of investment to get through to find from start to finish and then telling a story with all these characters and shoving it in two hours it could create a thing where you're it's it's it fucks with the brain a little bit because you're, you're used to seeing these characters take you know say if it's eight episodes eight hours or ten episodes ten hours to beat the overall ultimate evil of their whatever this, this series is about to now there's seven of them in a movie and it's in, it's all done in two hours it changes the dichotomy of what the storytelling structure is and when you do something like that it kind of it, it it's it's but kind you of can like do a hell it like truly, so are you saying work. you don't want them to do it no i'm not saying i don't want to do it i'm saying well, it's a risk a, you're pretty naysaying man <laughs> well i'm not yeah I, you're right i am pretty naysaying i'm naysaying because i see complications of why a studio wouldn't do it i don't That's give what a I'm fuck saying. dude they, they, the amount of money they spend the amount of money they charge me i i, I want real depth and you can't get real depth in movies like that no, you can't. That's why and you can't get depth. You can do the you can do the X Men movie as a trilogy. Yeah, that it has that is one that is expanding across three movies, six hours of content, build up built but up. You're also from talking the, from TV shows. They're already talking about doing. They're doing a John Wick TV show based off the movies. They're doing it in reverse. Yeah. So right. there's no well, reason that you realize- can't do it the other way. No, no, I, I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, but. When you talk about, you know, they have all this money and you don't care because you're a consumer and I get that. That's fine. And I, I don't care so much either way because if it works, it works, it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm a consumer as well. I'm not invested in, I don't have money invested in these companies to make the movies. But what I'm saying is when you put out a TV show, like let's say a Netflix show, that whole series of 13 episodes, probably production costs, cost them, let's say $30 million for the 13 episodes or $50 million for that 13 hours of content. You put out one movie, hey, uh, well, big budget movie. You're looking at two hundred million dollars. Yeah, okay. It's a huge. No, no, no. Let me ask you. Let me studio. ask you a question. Do you know what Netflix budget is for this coming year for content, for original content? Yeah, it's it's like three billion dollars for everything, not just for one series. Like though. I'm talking about the series itself. Yeah, that's for everything: yeah. comedy shows, but, documentaries, everything. But then let's take it to the next step. This isn't. This wouldn't be Netflix doing this. It would be Disney. Yeah, and how much did you say they controlled of all the media we're consuming? Thirty-three percent, dude. The, the money at that point is superfluous compared to what we're having. If this was like a small, it's studio, superfluous in numbers, but totally it's, it's not superfluous it. for the for the executives because the executives aren't going to want to greenlight something. Okay, then fuck it. Let's not do it. You know, well. <laughs> Well, it's just you're just. I'm just excited as a fan and saying no, it would be cool yeah. if they did this. And you just totally broke it down to be telling me like you're an idiot for thinking they'd ever do this. No, you're not an idiot. For that. I think it's. A, I think it's a wonderful idea. Like I said, it's a good idea. I'm just trying to say this is why I don't think we'll see something like that because it's unfortunate they won't see past the numbers. Because yeah, Disney has pretty much prints their own fucking money these days. They yeah. have tons of money, but it's it's going to be a hard sell for someone to say, okay, let's spend I'm just, $50 million for a bunch I'm, of seasons and then dump I'm just dreaming. a billion dollars into this. All no, I'm I, doing is dreaming. That's all I, I'm, I'm just okay. saying, I would love for them to do this. Yeah. Because I think it wonderful. could be possible. And I think that- and It would be great. It would be I wonderful if they did it that you way. You don't have an issue of people going, I don't. I had eight hours to, to, to learn about Storm and now you're only giving me two hours for her and a big bad. Well- not really, because you can do it in a trilogy and you can do the whole thing. I I get what you're saying. I, I just I just choose not to think that way over me being a geek. I just want to see them do something different. And I just think yeah, I that do too. the X-Men storylines are so rich and so deep that putting them into a two-hour movie is not enough. You don't have enough background. Like, the X-Men no, 1, don't. 2, and 3 doesn't make a lot of sense because you don't even understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and it's not and it's not even a trilogy that follows itself. You it's not even a, a, a three-part story. It's three think, separate stories. Yeah, you think that they're a family because they're telling you they're a family. But you're not seeing, you, you know, 200 and some odd issues of Claremont's writing, putting them in these positions and seeing it, the trope of everything happen in front of you. It comes down yeah. to this very, the minutia of the books and the details from that minutia is ridiculous. You know, he pulls things out a hundred a hundred books later, where most people, once you've gone past twenty book twenty episodes or twenty books, they don't. It's almost redone. 
Right. You know, and he didn't it's do like a that. New, a new series. It's a new no, it was, Yeah, it's great. And that's why I'm saying like having it be in a TV episode type of thing for the individual characters. And you don't even have to do everybody. You know, you can just do that. Like, you could you could combine some. You could have some where it's totally it's one right. character you and, and Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Yeah. I'm just saying. But to have that, you then you can build this back catalog. And then when you see it on on the screen fighting side by side as one unit, then you're like, that's a family. Yeah. No, I, it would be if, it would be beyond amazing if they did something like that for X Men because that's what X Men needs. X Men needs serialized storytelling to, yeah, to work. Yeah, the social commentary that that those stories do is ridiculous. They mm-hmm. were tackling gay rights and and prejudices back in the eighties and racism in the sixties. Yeah, I mean it was a big deal that that, that those those might be some of the most important social commentary books written in that medium. Besides maybe Mouse, which was unreal, if you ever read that. Oh, Mouse is amazing. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> but that's, it's its own thing. Yeah, that's its own thing. But for a superhero type book to take on the issues that they took on, it was unreal. And I just, and I just want to believe that they would go, that somebody like Disney, because they have the money to do it. And they're, and they're one of the few companies that could do it. You know? Like Fox started to. You know, they started doing Legion. That was awesome. And Legion is on yeah. FX, and it's in I the timeline. Legion yet. <laughs> I haven't watched Legion it's yet. It's amazing, dude. It is amazing. And they're starting to do things like that. I'm just saying, let's take it to the next level. That's all I want. I want to take it to the next level. I get what you're saying, dude. And you're probably right. I just, I, I just don't want you to be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, let's hope I'm wrong. Let's hope I know nothing. I, I don't know how shit works in the studios. I'm just making wild ass assumptions here. Well, you know? no, you're right in saying, hey, man, if it costs that much money, they're going to be like, dude, that's too much money. But at the same time, if they look back and because it really comes down to, okay, if we do a TV show on Storm and we put in, we pump in $30 million for the season, whatever it is, I don't know what, you know what I mean? I'm just making I, up a number. I don't know either. I'm just, I just, I'm just guessing. But, <laughs> but the, you know, that constitutes into a return of, 60 million. I I have no idea. You know, but think of it in in the in in that terms, the 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 small amount terms, right? What is what will that make? And then go into Wolverine. Okay, what will he make and go into Cyclops? What will he make? You know, and dictate your budget based on that and then that takes care of itself on the TV show. Now you have these ready-made actors and ready-made storylines ready for the big screen and I think everybody would be like I, I can't see anybody that's getting ready to watch the X-Men movie didn't go back and watch those TV shows. I don't know. Yeah. I, that'd be cool. I'm just saying it'd be cool. It's a, uh, I get yeah, what you're I mean, saying. You're like not a, wrong. I feel like an asshole now, but I wasn't no, trying to be no, an asshole. No, you're not being an asshole, like, dude. You're not being an asshole. I was trying, don't to, take I was trying to plan out. I was trying to think of, okay, how could this could this work and why couldn't it work? What are the roadblocks? You just came up with a lot of roadblocks and not and not a lot of, well, like, you know, if they did this and then... <laughs> You're not being an well, asshole. If they just at listen, all, to, if they just listen to us and just do what right. we fucking say, it'll be wonderful. And right. and just forget about the money because that's the kind of shit that makes know, this show fun to do, right? We're we're going back and <laughs> forth, and you know, it's good. You kidding? But no, that would be cool. I mean, X Men should be serialized. I think I think what fails in the X Men movies that the other movies get right, uh, not really get right, but the other movies have their advantage is to tell an X Men story. It has to be told in long form, and movies just are not long form enough, you know, because like you mentioned a few minutes ago, X-Men's all about the family. It's all about the, you know, what they are and who they are and their relationships with each, with each other, both good and bad. And that's really hard to portray in a movie that has essentially seven main characters. You, you, don't, you don't get that in a movie in a two and a half hours. And your TV show idea is probably the only way you can really ever tell an X-Men story and have it honestly capture the essence of what X-Men should be. Yeah, you you got to give it the Peter Jackson formula of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do, you, you're going to do, do, do it four right. hours and five endings. They were trying to do fall, the apocalypse um, storyline is the Fall of the Mutants, which was a huge crossover event that went across a bunch of books, and you gave it an hour and a half. That's not going to work. <laughs> That's not going to work. You're talking like 150, 200 pages. Or more, Jesus, or more. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, it crossed over in so many books. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, you can't really do it in that respect. And the same thing with the uh, the Dark Phoenix that they did in X Men Three. Yeah, you know, you well, even Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse was you know 
a ton of issues, tons of pages they put into a two-hour movie. Yeah. Well, is it was it Age of Apocalypse of or was it Follow the Mutants that they were trying to do for Apocalypse? Yeah, uh, I think Which, they're trying to. I think they. Is I think the Age of Apocalypse a separate? Is age of Apocalypse a, was I think before Fall of the Mutants. No, no, that's what introduced Apocalypse. Let's see. I don't remember because it was a long time ago. Because Fall of the Mutants I came know. out in 1988, and it was spanning each of the Uncanny X-Men issues 225, 227, X-Factor issues 24 through 26. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're New right. Mutants 59 to 61. Why, why did I think Age of Apocalypse was in the 90s, mid-90s? Why did I think yeah. that was... I thought it was early 90s. Okay, yeah, you're right. Fall of the Mutants was first, and then Age of Apocalypse was was. Yeah, and Apocalypse the was like some. introduced in like... I think an X Factor like twenty four or twenty five. Now that that was X Factor twenty four was Archangel. X Factor five was the first cameo of Apocalypse. X Factor six was the first full appearance. Oh, uh, okay. Apocalypse. Yeah, and then yeah, Age did, of Apocalypse was ninety five. Okay. Yeah. So which were they doing in in that movie then? Were they doing the Age of Apocalypse storyline or are they doing the Fall of the Mutant storyline? I don't know. I, th- I think if I remember either right, way they, they didn't give it enough time. They were part of it. Yeah, they were pulling pieces from part of it, but either way they fucked it up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, because they also they also threw in Weapon X uh, into a, a, a cameo scene where Wolverine is in the Weapon X outfit and goes nuts, and it's like, come on! I mean, it's 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 nice to have fan service in a movie, but that's a cool scene, fan though. service that makes sense. I yep. mean, yeah, it's a cool scene, but it's kind of pointless and it doesn't match up timeline wise. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I. <laughs> I think Brian Singer just really fucked those up, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I liked Brian Singer for the time in X Men, so I, lo- I love the first two X Men movies and stuff, and I I enjoy Superman Returns to a degree. But he's, I mean, and he's not a bad director. It's just his movies aren't very, I don't know, they're kind of storytelling lacking, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, they don't move, they don't move along in a in a in a, in a good fashion that I, I can see. But I mean. I liked uh, Usual Suspects. That was a great movie. Oh, dude, The Usual Suspects was amazing. So you this know? band, uh, this one of the bands from locally here, Sorty House Rejects, who later later went on to become Kane Hodder. As, I think it was as Kane Hodder, they had a song that uh, called Kaiser Sose. Kane Hodder, like the guy that played. Yeah, like the guy who played uh, Jason, Jason Voorhees. That's funny. Yeah. So their band was called Kane Hodder, and they had a song, uh, I Am Kaiser Sose, and it was pretty fucking cool. Oh, it just reminded me of that movie because of the <laughs> reference. Yeah. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, the whole ending scene of Usual Suspects when he's going around the room and seeing all the things that he was saying. Yeah. It's like, fuck, that's cool. <laughs> I used to have the box set of that movie and it came with the script and it came with. Uh, oh, nice. It came with a bunch of stuff. I, I wish I still had it. I don't know what happened to it. Did it come with a roofie? No. No. <laughs> Should have came with an Uzi, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, let's start to wrap this up. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. What's the number one thing they can do to fix the X-Men franchise? You think just blowing it up? I think blow it up and go for serialized storytelling. Uh, do do an, uh, a streaming show on either Net- Hulu, because <laughs> Disney has Hulu. Listen to you. Oh, But it, it doesn't have to be a serialized show. Though. It could be like a, a, a long... They, they could do multiple movies building up to it, right? I mean, they could, but it's like... I say show because shows have a smaller a smaller budget than a movie I convinced does. convinced you. Yes. And well, you convinced me of what I was already saying before. So don't, don't, don't take too much credit. Here. Oh, I'm taking all the credit. Are you kidding me? All right. All right. No, I just think X-Men needs, I think X-Men really should be serialized storytelling. And even if they do it in a series of movies, I, I, think, I think so too. I think to be, I think you would disin, you would, you would be disingenuous to the, to the brand. If you just did a series of low budget movies, instead of just doing a series of a series, you right. know, because a bunch of low-budget hour-and-a-half, two-hour movies is not going to be as good as a couple of eight-episode, ten-episode shows where you have a, a TV show budget, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they got to do it gritty, you know? Well, it depends it on the character. Have, it doesn't have to be gritty. No, I don't mean gritty. Be- I don't think gritty in, like, sex and violence and, and, and language. I'm just th- saying the themes and the commentaries that they do and they provide <laughs> throughout the, those books yeah. is already gritty. And so you can't make it sunshine and lollipops and be like Marvel's Runaways. Marvel's Runaways is bright and it's there there's a lot of optimism in it. Yeah. You know? And and the X-Men there's optimism in it, but it's it's more of a realistic optimism. You know? They don't always win. They don't always get away no. with stuff. And they don't and they're not always right in what they're fighting for. 
you know, and, and, and their viewpoint is not always right. And sometimes it takes one of their teammates calling them out on stuff. And that's what I mean by gritty. You know, you got to be very blunt and very uh, open about what the parallels are and what you're talking about. Because that's what yeah. made X-Men so great. And so if you're going to do a series, I think it needs to be that way. Depending, of course, on the character that's involved. Like Scott Summers is very much a Boy Scout. Yeah. You know? You, he's probably the worst Boy Scout in comics. Yeah, he probably really is. He's he's worse than Captain America, and he's probably worse than... Yeah, I can't think of anybody else that's going to be more of a Boy Scout than Scott Summers. Yeah, Scott Summers Cyclops is probably the single most popular character that I hate the most. Yeah, I don't think anybody really likes Cyclops. Like, like I don't know if, any, <laughs> if anybody, if he has like his own, I don't think he's even yet, has he ever had his own series? He and has. It, and he if has it did, own, it didn't he has his own last series very long. In the 90s. So anybody listening, if you like Cyclops, like genuinely like Cyclops, hit us up on Twitter and tell us why. Yeah, definitely tell us why. And then, and then we'll tell you you're wrong. Tell me how many friends you have. No, I'm right. kidding. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I'm kidding. Probably more, probably more than us. Probably. Oh, he's got himself as a friend. That's one more than me. Yay. Oh, <laughs> I don't even like myself. But I think you're no, right. I mean, like, I could see Disney, like, it wouldn't bother me if Disney says, you know what? We're not going to do an X-Men movie. We're just going to do TV shows. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I would, I would actually prefer that. Yeah. yeah. Because, dude, look what they do on HBO or Showtime and all yeah. those things. I mean- Anything that's on that kind of stuff, or what, what Marvel did with Netflix. And yeah, I, I, actually, I actually prefer that kind of storytelling over movies anyways. I think it's, I don't know, I, I like having what long Dis, form. I think that's what DC should do. I think they should I, get yeah. out of the movies and just start building everything up towards TV shows, but do it on, like, they should be going to Netflix right now, or if yeah. Warner Brothers is going to start their own streaming service or something, and start doing that. Well, and they don't have to do, you know, 24 episodes. They could do, if they wanted to do a Ben Affleck Batman series, they could do a four episodes or six episodes, do a short series, a miniseries, and tell it that. They don't have to tell it in full long seasons. They can do yep. shorter seasons. I like shorter seasons because it's a tighter story. Uh, you do it that do way. A, you can yeah, still have big name actors episodes. doing these things. Yep. Yeah. 68 episodes so, of Wonder Woman, 68 episodes of Batman, 68 episodes of Superman, 68 episodes of The Flash, Green Arrow. And do it, and then do a real Justice League series of like twelve episodes or eight episodes That'd or whatever awesome. it is. That would be amazing. Then and they you'd would be invested in these. You'd be invested in the characters. Yep, and you could own that scene. Yeah, like Marvel's killing it. They are killing it on yeah. everything, and they're shoving DC's nose in it. You know, nothing pisses me off more than right now being a huge DC fan for my life and. Yeah. Watching Justice League, and while I had fun with it, and while we reviewed it, and you know, I, I enjoyed it, yeah, but I didn't love it, and not once in that movie that I go, I've been waiting my whole life for this. This is this is what I've been waiting to see of a Justice League. I've been going, you want to see a version of it? I want to say it, but I, all I say to myself is, well, this is a version. Dude, it's enjoyable. Thor. I can't wait till they redo it. A D-rated character comparatively to everybody else, right? Yeah. You think of Wolverine. You think of Spider Man. You think of you know the hulk he's he's a fourth yeah. rate character compared to those guys right thor ragnarok was miles better than justice league well yeah and when you look at just if you look at just straight numbers as money and we're recording this on like what day seven of black panther being out and it's already made more money domestically than the entire run of justice league yeah it's like as much as i, lo- it's I love it's probably black gonna panther. make more money than justice league and yeah and suicide squad combined it's going to make more money than any DCEU film. And and, yeah. it's, and that's a good testament to what Marvel is doing and a, a testament to what DC is doing as well. Being like, hey, look, you guys need to do better. Spend more time on storytelling, less time on CGI flying monsters and orange screens in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know that came out that uh, Zack Snyder was fired. Yep. I saw that. He was a year. They had to wait a year and they said that he was fired from Justice League. Yep. And then, and then DC wouldn't let him delay it. For like for the for the reshoots and stuff for Henry Cavill's mustache because if they delayed it the DC execs wouldn't have got the bonuses so they had to rush it out. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, Worried about like, a bonus. Oh, no, not, sorry, sorry, not DC execs. The Warner Brothers executives forced them to release it in November because if they didn't, if they waited until after the New Year, they wouldn't have gotten their bonuses for that for the release of that movie. <laughs> so we end up with Henry Cavill's fucked up lip. I didn't, you know what, dude? I didn't even notice it. 
I didn't even notice it until. Have you looked at? Have you looked at, looked at like the YouTube videos about it? No, since then? no, I don't want Dude, to. It's, I don't want to watch that so stuff bad. because I don't care. Because I didn't notice it when I watched it on the big screen. Oh, so I why did. would I go back and go? Oh, but I didn't know that that was a thing, so I wasn't looking for it. Right, I wasn't looking for and it if, when I went into it, but I, I remember like in the scene and the the scene in the beginning when he's on the phone screen, and in the scene like when he's uh, where he's talking, I'm like, man, yeah. his his lips and teeth look kind of fucking weird right now. Uh, see, I didn't even notice. Just looked man. off. So I mean, and I guess I prefer not to notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't looking for it or anything like that. I didn't know about it going yeah. in. I, I guess I, you know, I guess I did know about it, but I wasn't looking for it. I just kept saying to myself. Man, his lip and his teeth look kind of weird. It's, that's odd. And then afterwards, I was like, "Oh, it's because they digitally removed a mustache because Paramount wouldn't let, wouldn't let him shave the mustache." Yeah, that's kind of that's Paramount giving you a big finger. Well, Warner Brothers offered to pay for everything for Warner Brothers to be able to put the mustache back on or to uh, prosthetics or CGI for the mustache. Yeah, they could have just done they, a prosthetic and it would have looked dude, fine. They, Warner Brothers even did a. They had their CGI team do a mock up of adding a mustache to Henry Cavill, and it, it was just a, a quick mock up, and it looked better. It looked really good, and Paramount was like, "Nope, he can't shave." You know what? If I was Henry Cavill, I would have just shaved. Sorry, he, he would have been breach of contract though with Paramount. Whatever, dude. It takes it takes me three days to grow a full mustache. I feel sick <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> Go back on a Tuesday. Oh, my mustache is back. It's yeah. just I, I don't know. I would have just shaved it. I would have been like, deal with it. Right. I mean, they're it's, not going to. What they do? They're not going to do anything. It's really petty and it's just lame. Yeah. It kind of makes me not want to see the new MI movie just because I'm like, fuck you guys. You guys fucked up Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Over Mission Impossible. Get out of here. <laughs> but then, then again, it's like I probably won't see it anyways because I haven't seen an M- a Mission Impossible movie since the first one. It's, oh, I've seen the first two. Oh, I think. the Ghost I Protocol was that. good, man. That's what I've heard, but I don't like Tom Cruise, so I don't really care. Ah, see, <laughs> the only thing I don't like about Tom Cruise is the whole Scientology thing, because I just think it's well, weird as all get out. Fucking crazy. But everything else, dude, that guy does all his own stunts. Yeah, you know, when I mean, he, they showed him do, oh, he does some amazing stuff where you're just like, holy shit, dude, you got balls. He does. And I'll give him credit. He has balls. He's, he's, he's been a good actor in movies I've saw him and I liked him in. It just, I see him on screen and I mentally can't take him seriously for all the stupid shit he does in his real life with Scientology. And so I'm like, I just can't take it seriously. Yeah. It's like, I just think of in real life, you're a fucking nut job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll never, I never, I think I laughed pretty hard when he got the Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever from Scientology. Yeah. And he's up there wearing that big ass like medallion around his neck. <laughs> and it was just like, what the, f- dude, are you Flavor Flav? What is going on right now? Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright guys I think that's a show We that's a show man we We're tried good. to concentrate just on X-Men uh, we had a good heated discussion about X- serializing X- X-Men and, and the costs of that uh, the show I, is X-Men-ish yeah X-Men-ish I thought that was <laughs> I thought it was fun I think you got really passionate about it which, which and then I gave you shit I felt kind of bad that you felt bad that I gave you shit for it <laughs> well I feel bad that you feel bad that I feel bad <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that makes it kind of fun, and I think I think yeah, there's yeah. enjoyment there in, in watching us freak out. So no, I enjoyed the conversation. I think it was we came to a conclusion. We came to a conclusion I didn't think of going in of X Men stories should be serialized, and the best place for it is on a streaming platform like a Hulu or Netflix or whatever to tell those stories in a serialized format. Yeah, the, the, well, they don't have any barriers to entry. Yeah. They don't have to sit there and, and worry about language or worry about subject matter. Even though I think they should an X Men because of their tar- because of the audience that read X Men growing up. Yeah, I don't want to see X Men be, be made for forty year olds. It, it just no, it, no, it, I don't either. Even though I, it makes sense, like Logan was amazing. You know what I mean? It's an older tale, though, and it's that an was older just, story. Yeah, that was just a story that made sense, and I don't think they went out. I, I think Sony saw what uh, not Sony. I think Fox. Fox saw what Deadpool what Deadpool did, and was like, okay, we're doing it. We're we're making it rated R. And, yeah, and that might have just gave uh, what's his name Manigold or. What's his James name? Manigold. Yeah, just he probably goes, "Oh my god, the weight's off my shoulders. I can do the story I want to do and not think about it." You know what right. I mean? Not yeah. worry about it. And like you always say, if it comes out to be PG-13 cuz you wrote it and it just happens to be PG-13 cuz that's what you wrote, then great. But it didn't I, I mean, I kind of think when you go through it, I don't know what actually causes it to be rated R except for some of the uh the, scenes, there's, there's, the death there's scenes. There's swearing, there's uh blood. Is there a lot of swearing though? They say fuck a lot in the movie. Do they? But yeah, that, Wolverine I mean, and Xavier says fuck. But yeah. those, those, those could easily have been changed. Like, 
what, what I, I remember, I remember after I first saw that movie, my first thought was this could easily have been PG 13 with no sacrifices to the story at all. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see what you would change on it. I mean, if it's just the language that made the rated R, yeah, but I guess the scene with her rolling the head to the guy and then the violence that the girl actually inflicts is probably what caused the rating more than anything. Maybe. I mean, and you're probably right. And the violence was, I mean, it's, I don't know, I'm so in, I'm so desensitized to violence in movies anymore because I, I know it's not real, so it's just all fake to me anyways. Yeah. It just looks cool. I think it's more that she was committing the acts of violence more than Wolverine. Yeah, I was a kid doing it. Yeah, and that might have been, it's like kick-ass. Yeah, you know when that girl was in Kick Ass and she and the language coming out of her mouth was like whoa, <laughs> and right. then all of the uh, the violence that she she inflicts, it right? Was, was from, a, crazy. from a story point, the language in Logan didn't it didn't need they didn't let's, need to swear. You as know much what? Let's did. do a review of Logan. Of Logan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I want to do the the I've, black and white one. Yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to watch that one again. Anyways. Yeah, I haven't watched it in black and white yet. So let's do, we'll watch that and do a review. All right. There you go. All right, guys. That is it for us today. And don't yep. forget, you can listen to us on all the places that you can think of listening to a podcast. So just go ahead and get on your favorite platform and search for Spoiler Country. The only one we're not sure that we're on or not is Spreaker. But who cares? Right. We're everywhere we're else. On, well, if you open up the native podcast app on your phone, whether you're Android or Apple, you'll you know, search Spoiler Country, you'll find us there. That's right. And then you can get a hold of us. We have an email address. We do. You know, feel free to email us and tell us you want to send us shit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just joking. But yeah, spoilercountry at gmail.com. But I'm not joking. If you want to send us free shit, you can absolutely send us free shit. We don't care. Yeah. 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 And then but you, you can, can I, go ahead. Spoilercountry at gmail.com is the email. I don't know if you said that or not. I did. Okay. Well, I'll say it again. Spoilercountry at gmail.com. Spoilercountry <laughs> at gmail.com. There you go. And you can hit us on Twitter. Spoilercountry at gmail.com. <laughs> Spoilercountry at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it was. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're on so, Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash spoilercountry, where you can get early access to episodes. I think you said Twitter, but might yeah, as well we're on say Twitter, Twitter too. Again. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good. I think that's it. Remember, guys, expand your mind and read more. See ya. <laughs>